machine again. Yeah, just um, disconnect it. Do we want to move on? That, that's it. Excellent, yep. excellent. We're going to go straight into Carlton now. And obviously on the back of a third win on the trot, um, a lot of stuff to talk about. So I want to kick us off. I've got a question for the two of you. Five from seven. The other two that I lost is only by, was it three and five? Three threats, and five. Um, and under a both kick. eminently yep. winnable games, really. Yeah, absolutely. Had some really terrific performances in there. I want you to nail your colours to the mast on David Teague now. Yep. Are you going? Are you happy for David Teague to get the gig, or I'm, are you happy for us to hold out for I someone? I will say, my, my opinion is it's him or Clark. I'm not giving up on Clarko. No, no, no. And, and, and that's I don't the think talk. the club is. Yep. I don't think Clarko is that interested. But money, especially that type of money. Yeah. Would yep. he not be just getting that at Hawthorne though? No. I think it'd be negligible. So ultimately, it's either for me now. It's it's between Clarko, who I would prioritise over Teague, yeah, and I think you have to. He's the best in the game. Yes, or it's Teague. Do I don't know? see how you can give it to anybody else. Well, I, we've said on pod, and, I, and I've said it for a while. I've 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 always thought the guy most likely was going to be Voss, headed by Ruse. Teague's gone past him. I, I think the questions on Voss and his coaching beforehand. He may end up being a really good coach, but I think we know that we've got a guy that's done the appropriate apprenticeship. He's been at the club. He's won a best and fairest there. He's respected. The players are playing for him. If you bring in Rusey to be his mentor and uh, um, you know, and um, you know, sort of massage him towards being the elite coach that we want him to be, great situation. And the only thing that surpasses that is Alistair Clarkson possibly... Well, he's certainly the greatest... Modern day coach, whether he's one, and he's go down proving as one of the best. still absolutely that with his reinvention. I don't of like calling Hawthorne a dog. I do like calling Hawthorne a dog shit team, but yeah, they're not the Hawthorne of old. They're not. They're not, oh, even, they're not. They're not even a. They finished top four fraction. last year and got beaten in straight sets. They're not even the a fraction un- of what they used. The to only be. reason they were that close was Alistair Clarkson, and he's ripping out performances still. He is. showing that tactically he is still he's in brilliant. this game. He's so brilliant. it's yeah, for me, it's Clarko or or T. Just briefly segue out of the Hawk Talk uh, podcast. Um, I think the thing for me with Teague is, and what I've noticed uh, over the last, particularly you know during his tenure um, at the head of the ship, this really stark shift in the way the club is presenting its ambitions and expectations in the media. Under Brendan Bolton, it got to the point where it was a frustration of mine, I'm not sure how you two felt, that winning wasn't the priority. Yep. You get asked about results and it became about performance and learning and all that stuff. We play at the moment like a team that A, sets up to win the game, which sounds silly, everyone does, but B, approaches a game with an expectation and a belief we can win. Yeah. I want to correct you. You've just said we're setting up to win the game, which everyone does. We didn't. No, no, we didn't. We didn't. Oh, and, no. Oh, you, I, I, I we're used all to, on yeah. board no, absolutely. with Bolts going, play in the future midfield. That's sweet. Yep. But when the opportunity rises, and we've mentioned the three or four games. Yeah. It's not all of them. But three or four games in the first half of the season where we were in and up to our eyeballs. Does it, and this is my feeling. He didn't go out. He didn't. This is my, no, Fab, I get you. This is my feeling when you sit there and go, in for the, win. No, the I, expectation, I you could see in the group during particularly three-quarter time, even the crowd, you sat there and thought, we're winning this. Yeah, it was a little bit nervy. Absolutely, you get nervy in tight games no matter where you are on the ladder. But you absolutely sat there and thought, this group isn't just holding on. This group's approaching the thing, we can win the game. Yeah. Yep. And we've been told by the coach, you can win the game. Whereas 
with bolts. Like I said, you, you just we Get, were everything. Getting we're near not, enough was going to be good enough. But we're at times. everything. We were everything when we we're not at the moment in the sense that at the moment we're hard. We're unrelenting. The pressure that our forward fifty put on the Crows on Saturday it's taking the piss. It was, was you know what I, I, comp- I compare it to piss. one other game, and I remember turning to Dad twenty minutes into this game and saying to him. We we're not losing today. Essendon elimination final. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just based on the day. pressure, yeah. you yep. sat there and thought, if this is the level, we're not losing. You yep. can't lose. Yep. And on Saturday, the pressure that we did you turn to your dad when we were four goals down. No, I said to him when was when Satanta three, three I think Satanta got the goal, but then we we were on top. Play, played on, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> but we were on top, and we turned the screws, turned the screws, and when we got to about a level, you just went, we're all over them. Yeah, they're gone. They're yep. done. They're yep. done. And on, we, we've seen their best. And on Saturday, I, I said to him the same thing. I go, special shout out to um, some unsung heroes, particularly Gibbons and Deluca, but Silvani and Kennedy as well. For guys that aren't fleet of foot, the amount of pressure they put on the Crows' back six was extraordinary. Yeah, they were unrelenting, weren't they? And it was. And you know what the thing is too? They were playing like a group that thought they've been told to tackle every back, every forward six groups told to tackle, but they recognise and believe we're going to get rewarded. Yeah. Yep. If we keep doing this, we're going to be rewarded with an opportunity, a repeat 50, you know, the chance to set up. And it gave guys like Plowman, the outriders, Weedering, the confidence that we're just going to hem them in and we're going to score hmm. yep. eventually. Yep. So, and it showed by Plowman being able to set up two goals. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And yeah. look, we, we just, as I said, we're becoming a team under Teague, my final point on David Teague, we're becoming a point under uh, a team under David Teague that, and I mentioned this off pod, a couple of years ago, as a club, we sold and indulged the notion that we weren't any good at Marvel, at Etihad Stadium. We're not a Marvel team. We're not an Etihad team. Oh, it's too narrow or it's too... Oh, we're an MCG team. And we indulged this notion as a club that don't worry about... No, we're, no, we're not good there. So don't worry about it. Whereas under David T, we've won two games interstate. We've beaten a highly or higher ranked Adelaide Crows who we haven't beaten in four and a half years. We're becoming an anytime, anywhere team. We also got beaten by them by 108 points in no, the final round of the year last absolutely. year. But we're becoming a team that sits there and I think goes into a game. Of, I don't know about you guys. Did we look like a team that looked forward to game day? No. In, back in the day, no, not no, really. Probably not really. But they really look like they've got, got a thirst. They look They're forward hungry. to this. So that's on David Teague, I think, and what he and his, his coaching group have been able to do, and it's phenomenal. But, but I think also when you're a side that's been a little bit, of bere- a little bit bereft of success... You give a young side a sniff, yep, and they're all over it. And the belief that oh. we can win, oh, absolutely, and they're thriving on it. Um, question to you both quickly: We we'll move on to this next one. Uh, phenomenal performance by the captain on the weekend. Is he the All Australian captain? In my opinion, I think he should have been the All Australian captain last year. Well, that's what I agree. Well, to. the knock on him last year was he didn't captain his own side. So, well, he did in a stand-in capacity. Yeah, but he, he was named co-captain. Hmm. At the end of the year, so yeah. it was Octoberish when they announced it. So he, he, he is now a captain in his own right. Yeah, what and, are you going to drag his how team over the line? How are you too? denying him? He's yeah. the most. He's the single most influential leader, as in players I play in the competition. If you are a young player, if you're a Carlton football, doesn't matter how old you are, and you don't walk out next to this guy or watch this guy on the field and think, I'll have a bit of that. I reckon the well, die was cast at AFLX. 
his performance at AFLX, and I know people will go, it's a bullshit competition. He took the piss, didn't he? He took he, the he, piss. Came, he, was, he kicked a spot kick, Timbo. <laughs> he did. A he, place he kick. He did. He did a place kick. We <laughs> got that. Um, but he, he, and I know he didn't captain his side that in, in that game, but he was Guys were trying to tackle him. Yeah. It was, like, it was ridiculous. It was absurd. And look, for me... And he's only just take, he's only taken it on. The, the irony is the last six weeks, um, uh, since the Brisbane game... He'd actually had a little bit of a lull. He wasn't. He wasn't in. He missed a couple of weeks. Yeah, he missed a couple of weeks. He looked a bit sore, and then he just he. We said he it last wanted week. It. This game, he wanted. We it. We said it last week on Pod where it, it felt like he's about ready to explode. You, you said it, and Adelaide probably were going. Adelaide were probably going to back their guys. Yeah, and it was the just, fact that they didn't name Hugh Greenwood in, in hindsight. Laughable madness. Like madness. pick him, sit him on the bench, give him a different role, and if the Crouch brothers aren't matching him or Rory Sloan isn't matching him. Unleash Plan B. Who's the crow? Who, who's the crouch with number two? Brad. Brad. What a pretender. Well, he's better than Matt. As, as far as, did you see him pre-first bounce? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going to Crips right, yeah. like champ. There's One of the hard, best hard things. tags aren't just going and, and, and throwing kidney punches. I can't remember. And what I don't he... understand how umpires just don't go, yeah, free kick, free Dang. kick. I can't go, remember ball. what year it was. Tag, was... Tag, your, tag your heart out. We'd love Ed for tagging. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But, but it respect doesn't, your opponent it, it, it too. It doesn't go up and start throwing punches. No. no. He'll stand in front of you and annoy the shit annoy out of you. you. He's not yeah. throwing punches. No, I agree. I agree. We'll, uh, we'll move on. I've got a question for you, Timbo. And of course, Fabian, you can weigh in here. Um, during the, the, the last sort of days of Bolt's reign and, and when the, the crosshairs are on everyone at the club, the board, the coach, not so much the CEO at this point, um, but one man came under particular scrutiny and we stood by him, Stephen Silvani, what he had been doing at the club came under some particularly close scrutiny and, and came under some analysis from those in the media who were keen to maybe put his head on the chopping block as maybe, you know, he's not getting any criticism. Bolts is getting all the criticism. Lajudica, the man who built the list, isn't. Has the last seven weeks vindicated not only Sosa's list build, but his role at the club? Entirely. Absolutely entirely. I, I mean, obviously... The selection of Sam Walsh, despite the um, scrutiny that it's been placed upon that selection by other people in the media, it has been entirely franked, and the future of the football club on that selection alone is is sitting beautifully. But I, I think in our last five, you know, seven weeks, the the emergence and the gathering um, of of players like Will Setterfield, of Your Lockie man, O'Brien, fam. yeah, my boy, Lockie O'Brien. Um, Matt Kennedy, whose body's finally starting to cooperate with him, and he's got confidence in the way that he's playing. Under Bolton, looked like he didn't have a spot. Absolutely, and and we even said it pre-season. You thought he's not going to get in, and now he's playing a role that we never even considered that he play, and he's playing it really, really oh, well. Right. Well, Andrew Mail on Twitter, shout out to to you, Andrew. He touched base with us earlier in the week and and put a list forth of players who were sort of notionally in our best team, but weren't available for one reason or another. Um, last weekend and won't be available for the rest of the year, some of them. Zach Fisher, Matthew Cruiser, Caleb Marchbank, Sam Doherty, Charlie Curnow, Tom Williamson, Mitch McGovern, and David Cunningham. Shout out to David on his new contract. Yep. Um, all didn't play and are all notionally in or on the fringes of our best team. Absolutely. To even contemplate that seven weeks ago a 1-11 team would be able to win with those outs. Yeah. And not just win, but actually play the best footy we've played in a number of years. 
Absolutely. Is sensational. It, it, it talks to the depth on the list that we probably never recognised that we had. We had young players that we were hoping were going to build and they've just stepped in and they're, and they're owning the contest. Mm. They're genuinely contributing. They're not along for the ride. Um, and, and they're shaping results. Um, it's hard. You know, to... Even pushing Sam Petrovsky's seat yeah. back into the back line you know, is, has been an inspired decision. Who, Where that comes from, whether that's a David Teague, where it's a match committee, whether it's development coaches or whatever, he's just taken a role and he's just distributing and, and, and doing and he, so very, very well. Once he gets that, he's obviously been charged to do the 15-metre kick, the 20-metre yep. kick. Because yep. you, you look at the Crows and a number of times, not just the Crows, but a lot of teams will defend down the line and they'll defend the 40-metre kick, yep. the 50-metre kick. Whereas if Samo is one of those guys, Sam Walsh can do it as well. Samo can definitely do it. Hits the 20-metre kick. Yep. When That takes ground and actually kind of discombobulates. Yep. Oh, we've got to push up. We've got to push up. The 50-metre kick is covered. Yep. The 45, 15, 20 metres away, you, you're right. He, he nails it. When we're moving quick, he still tries to nail that. And if it comes of, off, the 40, when it comes off, oh, you cream yourself. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Because it opens it up. He only gets cut off when we're moving quick. You sometimes but I don't you think mind. when we're moving quick, and you, you just coach this into him. It's more direct yeah. down the but line. But I reckon I would, I would say though that he's been given license by the coaches to say you're the guy to take on the lower percentage kick. Yep, yep. Because you're the guy that can hit it. Because you're a great it. decision maker and you got the skill. And if it, look, it's not going to come off. We had a couple on the weekend that the crows chopped off yep. you know, in tight. And you go, well, that's just part of it. And people around me were losing their minds about it. And you go... Yeah, but those people, were they the ones creaming themselves every time we intercepted one no. yeah, nope. yeah, through pressure? And, and that's the thing. You sit there and go for Samo. If you hit that kick, we're out. Yep. We've, we've gotten now the most dangerous part of the ground and you've got to come at us or drop off. Oh, yeah, so... If we can play Samo on one side and lock you on another... A lot of run, damage. Dangerous. Um, one other thing, and I posted on Twitter about it over the weekend, Michael Gibbons and his story, and there was a couple of things that were in the media this week about you know what he's managed to do um, and, and when he got recruited and the backstory behind that. The best thing about Michael Gibbons is pre-season, we were given two state league access to two state league players. Gold Coast were given access to three. The two that we had, we traded away to other teams. They were Geelong, uh, Nathan Kruger, who we got pick 43 for, and the other one was Shane McAdam, who went to Adelaide and was part of the package deal that resulted in Mitch McGovern. Mm. At the same time, Gold Coast has picked up Josh Corbett, who they talked about saying, he's standout player point. at the next level. He's yeah. played nine games. He's a half-forward flanker who can take a contested mark and kick goals. He's kicked three goals in his nine games. Um, Sam Collins, big-bodied yeah. key defender who'd been in the system before, come out, done really well. He's played 14 games. And Chris Burgess was a bit of a swingman. He's played 10 and he's kicked four. Now, at the Gold Coast, not it's a hard lot gig. of opportunity. It's, a hard, it's, it's hard, a hard gig there. But through the five players that have gone, the two that we've utilised to improve our situation, we've turned around at the end of it and we've offered a contract to Michael Gibbons who's probably the best of a lot of them. I mean, Sydney Stack might be better, but Sydney Stack had a completely different set of circumstances. He he was an unknown, and there were 18 clubs said, we're just not going to take the risk on him because we think socially he's got a few concerns. But Mick Gibbons, two lists and trophies, you'd seen exactly what you needed to see, and we've gone, we're taking the kids. So we've, we've bypassed the avenues to be able to get him simply. We've still ended up with him. We haven't overpaid to get him. need a bit of luck every now and then. And you need a little bit of luck, and obviously Sauce can, Sauce can pick him. Before we go into our last question, which I've got for you, Fabian, a couple of shout-outs from the weekend's result. 
Uh, we mentioned Timbo. You uh, gave one to Will Setterfield. Fantastic. My boy. Second, uh, second best player on the ground on the weekend. It's phenomenal. Um, Levi, who who the fuck are you and what have you done <laughs> with Levi Casbolt? Because, my God. He's a different, different the, the footballer, goal, isn't he? The yeah. goal in oh. the... In Second, the third, third. In the third, the third, third quarter, quarter, going yeah, the um, on the run, city end. Yep, beautiful hands I've just as well. Yelled at, hit it, hit it. It's like, but a beautiful play. Confident, hit it. Dow really well to keep the ball alive. <laughs> Matty Kennedy's hands out. Yeah, quick hands. Yeah, it was a handball, wasn't it? Jay, Phenomenal Jay pressure. pressure. Unbelievable. Um, Again, he doesn't get any stats for this stuff. No, no, no and and doesn't get kudos from it. Mm. Only Carlton supporters see what this bloke does. Andrew Phillips. Uh, had a big job to play. I, I thought I thought Riley O'Brien was a better ruckman than what he was. As a big man, he's a very good footballer and takes a fantastic contested mark. And I'm played crucified. Right? I thought he was soundly beaten in the ruck. He was soundly beaten, yeah. and he was double teamed all day. Yep. But I still reckon he did some nice things for a young. He did ruckman. some nice things. Oh, you know what it is? And a phenomenal set of hands. I said this yeah, on Twitter. Great hands. It's the, the mark he took in the back line. In front of us. Yeah, Which yeah, he shouldn't have taken because he was woefully out of position. The free kick got brought back for Phillips to take, who had to run back to take the kick. Yeah, that's right. Whereas he was running forward to exploit him. Yes. Yeah, he was a bit lucky. But um, but the ruck craft that Phillips showed. He was excellent. And and granted, when you're hitting it to Paddy Cripps, uh, who's getting 19 clearances in the game, you just sit there and you're going, you're doing a lot right. Um, but the bloke on the end's only going to make it look better anyway. But... We destroyed them in the middle, and, mm-hmm. and, and Andrew Phillips, for his first game back in probably, what, about eight or ten weeks, exceptional effort, and he'll get another gig this week he against Tom Hickey. So, Ooh, Lick good, your lips, good luck ruck, to him. Uh, ruck aficionados. Battle yes. of the fucking clash of the titans there. <laughs> Come to pay for the price of admission. We'll cover that and that alone. Um, and then last shout-out before we get to this last question for you, Fab. Damien Tardio is not going to like this. <laughs> but the back six, and in particular... Jacob Wittering. Liam Jones was great again. Lockie Plowman, your man, Fab, did a great job again. But Never doubted him. Jacob Wittering, wow. Yeah, he's a, he's a superstar, isn't he? Wow. He's, he's on his way to becoming something serious. But everything that we anticipated he was capable of becoming, he's, he was fantastic again. Beat Tex in a number of one-on-ones. And at the end of the Smashed day... Smashed him, though, Sean. Like, Texas, not, not just beat, just took him to the cleaners. Texas three goals flatter him. Oh, totally, on absolutely. The basis on the on the balance of his total performance, I think three goals massively flatter him. Yep. So, shout out to that back six, and in particular Jacob Wiedering, who's having an enormous year, and uh, like we mentioned earlier, will have to be in the top three in the BNF. How do we fit Marchi and uh, and Sam Doherty into this side? It's a good problem to have. Great. Love it. It's a fantastic problem to I have. I was taking the piss, but um, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's totally. Started. Totally. No, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's like I still hark back 2011. I said to Tim. And in 2011, we didn't replenish enough, and this is why we're in where we're, where we're at. But I said to Timbo, 2011 was the first time we looked at our list and went, we've actually got some depth. Yep. We've got real depth. Right, now we're starting to... But we've got young depth. Now we've got depth. We actually look at it and go, as you've said, we've got you for years. Yeah. Just need to sign Caleb Marchbank. Um, yes. But we've got you for years, and like you're better than anything we've had in quarter of a century? Pretty much. In terms of... Like, I love the problem that Fab's just raised. We sit there and go, yeah, Marchbank and Docky, you're in. Who for? Mm. Yeah, all those guys are in. And, and the for? reality is football will dictate that throughout seasons we will have injuries. Like the, the, Turtles the... in the sea, Fab. Not all the turtles make it. <laughs> that's a shout-out. That's an OG reference. That's, that, that, that's season one. <laughs> anyone, anyone who's been with us since the beginning. 
That not was, all the, that was a um, an episode name. Not too. all the not all the turtles make it to the, make it to the ocean. Yep. They get picked off. Um, I've got one. How more was quick. that received? Your your turtle analogy in by, marine by, circles by, very well by, by Alex <laughs> and I. Alex, you you guys carry on like you've never heard a saying before. Shot your bolt was another one. Shot, oh, there we go. You've never heard that, that one. one. And there was another one similarly. There was like, one very oh, weird one, which I never, never mm. got. Um, I've got a question for you, Fab. Yes. We've spoken at length both uh, on pod. And is just, the answer Felice Cafusi? It is not Felice okay, Cafusi. Okay. I can make it that. Um, we've spoken at length about this structure that the club may be pursuing, which is the director of coaching, head of coaching, an EPL-style model, an NFL-style model. Yep. Do you... Have fa- I don't have faith. Do you have faith that the club actually understands what that is? No, no, they don't. Because my attitude, I remember thinking about it during the week, and Brad Lloyd, if they're serious about this model, Paul Roos is the name being spoken about, he has to be on a plane to the UK, to Italy, to Spain, and he has to see or and look... Or the US. Or the US to observe the NFL structure, how it works. Because Paul Roos comes in, he's not a babysitter. No. This structure is, he's top of the tree. Mm. He's the boss. Yep, I don't think this is an observation from afar, and it's it's as far as everybody listening to this and you know us three in here have got it. It's just it's just a general. I don't. I see Tiki as more of a. Yes, he's the ideas man, but he looks to be empowering. He's very calm in the box. He seems to be the one who's empowering, and that's what. Funnily enough, we've I done it before. This we, we 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 had the we Wine, had this Wine Britain. We had the system right. with Brits and Parker. Parker was still the boss. Yeah, but Brits was the game day. That's he, right. He was the smart. I, I don't really. think you need one game day. I think you need to empower three. There's three positions in, in football. There's middle, front, and back. Those three coaches, and I think we're almost at a point for me personally. Clarko aside, nail down Teague, and back him with top line assistant coach we might already have him but I reckon that's I reckon Teague we can't I don't think the club's totally over it but I just think just by ass we might be nailing it as might, we actually may have fallen ass backwards and into from the right system what yeah. you hear in circles that Teague and because everyone keeps saying is Robert Wall still in the box is Robert Wall still? from what I hear it's he's he and Teague a simpatico Simpatico. Without the accent? Yeah, I like it. So, I don't think the club necessarily are looking for it, but I think... I just don't think the competition... We're going to fall ass back into it. ...understands what... they When they talk about this system, I don't think they get it. No. They don't get what it is. It's, not, it's Like I said, Ruse isn't picking up an easy paycheck to be a babysitter. You're... you're the buck stops with you. The buck stops with you. You're the boss. Mm. Just because Alex Ferguson wasn't out running drills... He was the man. Yeah. But I think Teague can be the boss and empower others to do yeah. what he needs to do. Well, I think the I think the million-dollar question that comes out of all of it is you can have whatever structure you want, but underlining everything and, and the ethos behind everything is what's the game plan? Yep. What is the game style? And my question is if you employ that system, I'm assuming it's David Teague's game style. And, yeah. and, and you can have the Paul Ruses of the world with great experience that he's got providing suggestions and all that sort of stuff and tweaking and maybe week at a time, you know, seeing where we're at, how do we need to, you know, um, massage this to be able to make it best work for us. Mm. But at the end of the day, to me, when you're maybe not the manager but the coach, it's your game plan. And, and, and I think that's 
that's the the biggest question we need to answer before we delve into any structure difference. Yeah. Do we want to get on this week, Fab? This week, the teams. Oh, can, can I just make one point about Carlton? Mm. I don't remember who the player was, and it was either an article that I read or something that I heard on the radio. And it, more I think about it, might be a, a Daisy Thomas, Mark Athorn. The comment that has been made was, "We've been going through the hardest training block that our club's been through in this previous month." Imagine how hard it'd be for Mitch McGovern. Well, that's exactly right. If the, if the standard rank and file players are going, wow, this is tough. And, and I reckon the week after we came back from Frio... We, we come back looking like Ace Cordy. <laughs> <laughs> but but we looked a bit tired. We looked a bit jaded going into that Melbourne game. And hindsight almost says, well, if we're really working... Um, oh, mate, it's simple. If Cripps plays against Melbourne... We win the game. We win the game. But, but what I'm trying to get at is we've got four games left. And I think... Most supporters are looking at it and going, okay, we've won, we've won six. We get St Kilda in three weeks' time. That's the one that we need to win. We get seven and everyone will go, seven satisfactory. But, and we sit there and go, and the other three potentially might be the three best sides in it, West Coast, Richmond and Geelong. But if we've been doing this massive training block in this past month... Well, this is our final series. This is our final series. So so we're going to be at the stage where we're going to start to rest now, we're going to be tapering, we're going to be fresh. Well, Teague's... And, and those teams, they're going to be working their asses off now in mm. preparation for their September. And I just can't help but think we're going to be a bit up we know and they're I, potentially going to be a bit down. And I, I, there's a scalp or two yeah. to be had. To be you had. know what it was? Russell, Teague and... Kane Little, Nathan Little particularly knows or recognises the economic realities of football. And they're probably sitting there thinking, obviously one of the edicts was to be more attacking, yep. which we definitely are. But secondly, he's probably sitting there, and, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if the conversation internally was, we need to kind of finish strong so there's a good taste in the mouth. We've got a really difficult block of teams. 64,000 members, but and you get every single one of them uh, back you, and more. You've hit the nail on the head. You sit there and go, let's treat the last four weeks as a finals campaign. Yep. From a preparation point of view, from an execution point of view, particularly against the quality of teams. Yep. But it's our last four weeks of the year. Totally. Who and, we got? That's just what I see happening. No, and, and I, I'm, well, I like I'm very bullish about it. And we, we shouldn't be expecting to win those games. But I don't know. There's just there's just a feeling, an inkling. There's no, a bit positivity. of a belief that I, I think positivity. we'll do well. Hey, I'm a bit of a cup half full man. Who we got? Uh, okay, we'll start with our game and we'll, yep. we'll spend a little bit more time on this one and then we'll fly through the other. So Carlton, West Coast, Marvel Stadium, 320. Would have preferred them at uh, MCG. At the MCG. Because we're an MCG team, Fab. We're an everywhere team. <laughs> we're, we are, now we are. In Fisher, Goddard, Fasolo, Lobb. Don't even know oh. why. Um, no disrespect to Matty. I'm not even sure why he's on the team sheet. Like, no, I don't mean any I disrespect hope, I hope to the him. guy that Phillips isn't carrying a niggle. Maybe. Well, yeah. Because if he's out. No, oh, like we said earlier, they could got, they could ruck Willie Rioli. They've only got and they probably win the hitouts. So they've only got. Have you seen Hickey play? Guy wasn't good enough for the fucking Saints. Hickey mixes his form. His best form can be good. Timbo, but, don't but I, I, I wouldn't be backing it in. In for the West Coast Eagles, Shannon Hearn had to be. Yep. Tom Cole and his mustache. Yep. Bailey J Williams and Mark Hutchings. Elliot Yo playing game one hundred and fifty. And Jackson Nelson, who I've never heard I've of. I've never heard of this game. man. I've just seen this. He's Jackson. played 50 games. 50 games that I've never noticed him. 50 innocuous games. If you would have said Jackson Nelson debuting. Debuting. And I would yeah. have said, oh, that's nice. Good on him. Well yeah, done, the young man. Yeah, Go if, well. If he jumped up in my soup, I wouldn't know who he was either. No. And I tend to like to think that I know 
most players. This guy's played 50 games. I, I know the name. I, I don't know what he looks like, but I know the name. But I, 50 games. If you had said how many games has he played, I might have given you eight, somewhere between 8 and 12. No. <laughs> well, go well, young man. Yes. Whoever um, you are. Um, look, I just... The key concern here is clearly small forwards. Locking yes. it. I've got it written down here. Locking it in. If we did an awesome job of locking that ball in and creating pressure. What are their small forwards? Is Petrocelli in at the moment? Yep. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that, that's a worry. He's got he's got the pace to burn. Yeah. Fuck but, it. You know what? You know what's going to happen at some point? He and Plowman are going to be running for a ball, and Plowman's going to be like a fucking octopus in front of him. <laughs> and you're be thinking, why well, can't this man? It'll be like Lewis Hamilton hunting down. Is he Alfred Williams? <laughs> Maybe. And he's sitting there going, "Why can't you pass him?" Yeah. So he'll just he'll somehow figure out a way to do it. I'm I'm confident in our back six curtailing there, even though they've got some crafty. They've got Sean's favorite yes, player to watch Willie. playing for him, Willie. Um, no, Liam Ryan. Liam, Liam Ryan. Ryan. Sorry, I do like F- Willie Rowley as well. Yeah, yeah, no, both of them are phenomenal. Liam Ryan, yeah, flying Ryan is, is great to watch, but um. Stop pumping them up. In the middle, the way we're going, I'm happy. It's we need to lock that ball in. Pleasingly for us, I reckon they'll send balls. Yo to. They'll send Yo to Crips. Well, they have brought Mark Hutchings in. Mark Hutchings is the recognised tagger. So um, and wait, the other, wait and watch. And the other one was a really good test. Not a test as such, um, but it'll be interesting to see if at any point in time Sam Walsh goes head to head with Gaff. Would love to see it. Hutchings, interestingly, he was the guy that went to side bottom in the grand final. So he obviously is going to back in his endurance Did more so job. the body. So as you say, maybe Yo with the body is the one that's more likely to go to a Crips. So they might rotate a few through. Oh, look, absolutely. And look, they, they've just, got a very good deep midfield, so they've, they've got options. They're the, they're the running, running premiers. For a reason. I mean, running premiers Which, without Nat Nui and Gaff playing. Well, and that's the one thing everybody They won forgets. the flag without him, so they don't need him. Well, and that was the thing. I don't, I don't want to get off topic, but they were talking about, you know, should Alex Rance come back? <laughs> And you're sitting there and you're going, No. Port won a flag with no Primus and no Josh Franco. He's, he's taken it back Port 15 Adelaide. years Jeez. to get no, his no, my involved. point, but West Coast, the into this West Coast won the without Bloods. Nat Nui and Gaff. And and in a week where we've seen Dale, Dale, I don't know. Very round. Dale, <laughs> like Bob Bobby Pratt. Skilton didn't um, play Dale Morris 12. has come back on a shortened preparation off an ACL and he's torn it within, you know. Well, that's what maybe happens. Not, that's maybe what not happens. 10 seconds being on the ground. You can't take that risk with Alex Rance. It's insane. We're talking about the Blues and the Eagles, Timbo. Get moving. <laughs> so, look, we just can't afford to bomb away. No, no. Because they'll pick us off. And well, they've got the best interceptors in the competition. They do. I'm just disappointed that uh, so that short Mitch isn't in. Yeah, it's... To play on his brother. Yeah, would have been nice, but hey. He has to be getting close, though, because he's been out now for three three weeks. I think so, yeah. Technically, well, four if you include the first week leading into the game. So surely that heavy training load makes you wonder how far off it he was. Well, that's right. It's going to be a pretty heavy month worth of training. It's going to be buff. Tips. It feels as though, and I love saying this, I'm not going to tip us, but it feels as though we can win the game. You sit there going, look, the Eagles are what, second on the ladder, they're outstanding defending Premier. If they're go, second on the ladder, they're fucked. Everyone who's true. second on the ladder loses. But my, my attitude with this whole thing, I love being able to sit here and thinking, yeah, yeah, we can win. Absolutely, we can win this game. We've got to be good. Slap, we have to be sharp. Slap the Jets. How but far I'm, am I behind? I'm going the Eagles. Um, you're 11 behind Fab, 5 behind me. So I'm, I'm going the Eagles. I'll go the Eagles. Blue boys. Oh, yeah, love it. 
and I say this every week, breaks my heart to tip against them. But um, look, I, as I said, I love I love being able to sit here and actually think about it and go. Yeah, absolutely. Nah, can we? I've, I've we just got that that tingly feeling. We'll win it. I'm just not tipping us. Hopefully. All right, here we go. Friday night at Marvel Stadium, North Melbourne versus Hawthorne in Scotland.